welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Columns for the Sega Genesis. Columns was developed and published by Sega in June in North America and Japan in 1990, and then released in July of 1990 in PAL territories. Okay. So they did not have to wait long at all, because this is actually a port of the arcade game, same name, also released a little bit earlier in the year, March of 1990. Right on. Well, in general. This was a multi-pronged push. Yeah, yeah. In general, um, Sega was more responsive, I think, to the European markets, so it's kind of... Oh, for sure. In character for them. This was going to be their big puzzle game, so they were definitely going to push it out to all the systems they could at once. Yeah. Now, the story of this game's origin is actually pretty fascinating. Are you familiar with it at all? Uh, not really. Now, the game was designed by Jay Gearston, and this was back in 1984. Oh, okay. And he is not a game designer. He's a like a computer programmer for uh, Hewlett Packard. Okay. And he was learning the X11 window system and was very bored with the tutorials that they uh, he was given to learn uh-huh. it. So he decided to just uh, kind of make up his own by trying to figure out how to make this puzzle game. Okay. And he wanted to make a puzzle game that he said was loosely based on like a tic-tac-toe kind of formula. But then he realized mm-hmm. he could uh, make it with different colors. And that's kind of how the original idea came together for him. And he, he okay. made this game, designed it, and it was a hit around the office. Right apparently there was a guy like in the HP network system that collected and maintained like a little server of games that ran on there. Like <laughs> this uh, was it X 11 window system. That's awesome. So you got some time to kill. You had access to the terminal. You could jump on and this game was hosted there and it was a big hit in the, in the company so much so that two other programmers in the company asked for permission. And he was like, whatever, sure to make a Mac and PC version right on and he was actually credited as the creator in both of those well that's cool and they kind of made their way around the shareware scene and eventually uh the game was seen by a lawyer who played it and was like oh this is like a a good concept a real deal kind of thing some sweet ip yeah yeah so he got in touch with the guy and the guy was like well i made this working for hp so that's their game so he went to his higher ups and they were like we don't know what to do like we're not a game licensing company right right but I guess the, the lawyer guy was pretty uh, adamant, and they actually he worked out a contract where he got exclusive uh, license to the game. Okay. Which he then sold, of course, to Sega. Wow, awesome. <laughs> and that guy's still just like a like a computer guy working for you know HP and other companies throughout the years, and he's kind of befuddled and bewildered. Hey, that's, that's still, that's cool. That's a cool story. Yeah. Now, his original version, uh, a couple things that are different was the fact that he did not want there to be a speed up in it at all. He felt that that was like, he didn't want to rush people. Oh, okay. And that was added in some of the uh, ports, the ones uh, I think for the PC. And then of course, Sega, when they got their hands on it, that became a factor as well. Okay. Now, like I said, this was released uh, for everything Sega had at the time. It was in the arcade, came out for the Genesis, and it was the pack-in game. It was the first pack-in game with the Game Gear. Okay, yes, yes. So, I mean, if you knew someone with the Game Gear, they probably had this game also. And then this game did have a couple sequels. Yeah, I saw that. 
I, I never played any of them, but no, neither did I. <laughs> uh, it was included on the Ultimate Genesis Collection for the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I did not uh, boot up my mm. Three Hundred and Sixty to play it. Sadly, oh, it was on the Virtual Console for the Wii, of course. Sure, sure. And I guess uh, it was briefly on the iPhone, but the port was pulled at some point. As <laughs> all these ephemeral games you don't actually own are. Right, right. That's too bad. I mean, it's a simple enough game that would work pretty well on like iOS or something with a touch screen, even, you know? Yeah. And, you know, there are ports for uh, or sequels for like the Game Boy Color, Sega CD, Saturn, Dreamcast, etc. It's mm. kind of one of their staples there. But I think it's kind of been replaced by, uh, you know, the more popular match threes. And I guess is the is Bejeweled. Is that kind of like a is that a match three? Ooh, I think so. I remember. I've actually never. I remember it. it so. but... Uh, I mean, I played Bejeweled. I'm thinking of Candy Crush. That's the one. Is that is that the modern match three? Uh, I can't can't say. I have never played it. I, I hear the name, but I don't know how it works. I do know that there's just no room in this world for a simple simple game like Columns anymore. Oh. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Columns for the Sega Genesis? Well, sir, we kind of already spoiled it. It's a match three puzzle game uh, where sets of three different colored gems fall down your vertical play area and you stack them up. You can change the order of them and you're trying to match your your three different colors. Yeah, that's it. Uh, You can match them horizontally or vertically. That's right. But, you know, you're not rotating this. That's hence the name Columns. That is a column, if you will, of three jewels. But you do have some control. You can, with the press of a button, change the order in which the jewels are in the column. Yeah, so you kind of toggle through your three different positions of them, trying to arrange the best uh, or most matches. Mm -hmm. And you're not limited to just matching three either. Oh, yeah, you can set up longer ones by... If you have two red ones on the left and two on the right, and then you get a fifth one in the middle, it'll that's big points, brother. Yeah. And this game also is very rewarding because you can set off some big chain reactions. Yeah, for sure. Once you've cleared a spot, the blocks or uh, gems on top of it will fall. If they create another match of three or more, they also disappear, and you get a bonus as those keep racking up. Absolutely. In addition to the colored gems, there is one special gem you can get. Yes, the magic jewel. And the magic jewel is pretty awesome because whatever block it lands on, it will destroy all of that color block on the field. Yes, which is a great way to get a lot of points almost every time. Yeah, because then with those gone, it also sets up another round of chain reactions. Which is uh, very fun and rewarding. Yeah, it's kind of the thing that Clax I felt was missing. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You were missing those big crescendos of like, oh my god. Yeah. Now, when you start the game, you actually are given a couple options. That's right. You actually have quite a few options, weirdly enough. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, you choose which kind of game you want to play. Yeah. You can play the arcade mm-hmm. mode or the original, what they call it. It's it's weird. Yes. Or flash mode. Or flash mode. Yes. So let's go over you know the arcade and original. Okay. Uh, you, when you start, you get to choose your difficulty rating. Yeah, and this is interesting for because in the menu, there's a different difficulty rating. 
that can also apply to the arcade and they both change it in different ways but here you can choose easy medium or hard mm -hmm. and if you choose easy it gives you like hints like for like a little while these are the ones you want to affect yeah it'll it, yeah it'll kind of flash and, and suggest or recommend certain things and then medium, you just start at level five with 20,000 points. And hard, you start at level 10 with 50,000. Huh. And this is, you know, one or two players. Yep. Which and is pretty awesome. Versus. Yeah. And you're just going through, you know, you're playing kind of like two player Tetris. I don't know. It's just about getting through the levels and getting as many points as you can. Yeah. So, yeah. And in addition to the arcade mode, you can play the original game, which can be one or two players. And you both like play a certain, if you both choose the same options, then it's just like a score competition, but you can choose like different class level or time trial, uh, depending on how you arrange it. Okay. There, there is a cool uh, doubles version that's interesting where you both share the same play field and you're just trying to, you, so you have the same. Oh, that, that's set, weird, but awesome. Set of, yeah, a set of gems, and it's like you're both getting different scores from eliminating one, so it's it so, kind of... Yeah, yeah, you don't want to set them up too good, but you don't want to screw everyone over. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, that sounds pretty cool. I didn't get to cool. play any two-player, as we'll get into. Yeah, sadly, I did not either. And then you can change, this is where you have the option to change your class, which uh, you can choose novice, amateur, or pro, and that determines how many different colors of jewels you get, which is either four, five, or six, respectively. Okay. You can choose your level, which, <laughs> and the higher the level, the faster your columns fall. Right. And then, Which I uh, don't like that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. You can choose time trial, which gives you three minutes. To, to see, like, to what play. your point score could be? Yeah, which is kind of strange. Okay. And they have three different songs you can choose for your background music, which is... No, that's always nice. That's the minimum. You need at least three. At least three, yeah. And there's the Flash Columns game, which is a two-player. Or one player. Uh, one or two-player, yes. But it just has one flashing gem, and it's whoever gets to that first. You know, there's it starts at a level with a bunch of uh, different gems already in place and buried down there is, yeah, is the Flash. Yeah, it's like a, a more of a, a solid puzzle where it's like these gems are always going to be preset in this layout that you have to get through. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of like Tetris mode B or whatever on the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a one set size puzzle. It's not an endless game. Right on. Yes, yes. And then, you know, there is the option screen, which gives you the ability to, like, again, you can mess with the arcade difficulty here. But in a different way. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. It's just like another notch where it's like you can go from easiest, easy, normal, or hard, right? Mm-hmm. And as the manual says, if you select hard here and easy on the arcade game screen, you'll be playing the hardest version of the easy level. Makes so. perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's weird. But, and you can change your controls, <laughs> but it's, you can't, you can only rotate your <laughs> Yeah, your I was gems. like, I thought you can only rotate one direction, right? I was like, wait, did I miss something? Yeah, no, it's hilarious that this game has that option. I don't know what... <laughs> It's just like all three buttons do what the one thing you can do. But yeah, yeah. It's got a sound test in there and a color test. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. If you're setting up your TV or something, I don't know. Kind of weird. You want to make sure that, you know, the colors of these columns really pop. Sure. Yeah. I mean, hey, they're your columns and you want them to look good. You do. Uh, now, when you're actually playing the game, you've got your screen with the columns on it. You do get to see what the next little piece or column that's coming will be. That's true, and, and that's cool. That helps you strategize a bit. For sure. Uh, you get your score 
on the left there. Mm-hmm. And the number of blocks you've received, destroyed. What is the blocks counter over there? Oh, it's the total number of jewels that have been eliminated. Eliminated. Okay, cool. That's right. Jewels. I keep saying blocks, but it's jewels, man. All your precious jewels. And then it also tells you what uh, level you're currently at. Yeah, so you can power your way up there, whatever that means. (laughs) (laughs) When you are playing the uh, flash mode, though, Mm -hmm. not only uh, you don't get the level, you just get the time that you've been playing. Oh, right on. Uh, You get like the next piece, time, and oh, it may be level as well, but I know it's a different set of information. Different metrics. Yeah. And there are no lives once you've, uh, you know, failed. The fail state is, like many of these games, a column touching the top of the screen. Yes, you're just trying to keep your your screen clean. And once you have touched the top, it is game over and you must start again. Indeed. Well, Nick, this is a first-party game from Sega, but it is a pretty simple game. So I'm not sure how these two things become one, and how do they in this manual? Well, in a fascinating counterpart to Klax's scant seven pages, Columns, perhaps an even simpler game, has a 20-page manual. <laughs> I can't. What what is it? What is there? 20 pages? Of? Is there like the story of Columns? Well, there is a little story about it. Oh, really? Yes. The, the manual asks you to go back in time to a bygone civilization, the ancient world of Phoenicia. Oh, was a, Phoenicia. Yeah, I, I was really surprised, but I like Phoenicians. I like Carthage and stuff. It's one of my favorite historical places, but... Okay. Yeah, so supposedly... You, you were on board. Uh, yes, a game that originated amongst the Phoenician merchants of columns. Ah. So you do get a little flavor there, but it does have uh, quite a few screenshots in it. Okay. Now, is this uh, black and white? Yes, black and white. No art. It's just a match three gem color matching game. But this a good 15 of these 20 pages is just them going through all of their weird <laughs> menu modes and stuff. Wow. Where it really goes through it bit by bit. And it seems excessive, and it is in a way. But I'm also like, this game does have some confusing menus, so I don't know. I guess they figured that out it at some a, point. And they were like, well, just make it up in the manual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you had the option. <laughs> it does have a brief helpful hint section with some lame hints, like aim for chain reactions. Mm. Or you can earn higher scores by playing at the higher levels. Whoa. Well, that's pretty deep. And then finally, you get uh, two pages of score grid, the Sega style. Nice. I do like the Sega score grid. Yeah. And that, and that is what you get. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Columns? Well, I played this game at my friend's house on a Game Gear. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people's experience with Columns. I uh, may have played it on Sega Genesis, too. I don't know. But this was, both in both cases, it was at a friend's house who had borrowed the system and games, or a few games, from someone else. And oh, I, wow. I, so it was like third hand or something. Gotcha. Now, you know, as I mentioned in the Clax episode, I would sometimes save... If I had like a quarter or one token left at the end of an arcade experience, mm-hmm. and I had a little more time to kill, I'd be like, eh, I'll play a puzzle game. Sure, yeah. And this was one of the puzzle games that I also would oh, play okay. from time to time. You know, colorful, bright, fun. Yeah, yeah. Something new. But I don't think I ever played it on a home or portable system. Oh, great. See, I don't even remember ever seeing it in an arcade. But then again, I think 
as we discussed before, you were a more frequent arcade goer. Indeed. My 12th birthday was in an arcade. Ah, uh, the dream. It was the dream. It was a Sunday night after hours party. Oh, wow. I was king of the world. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Well, Nick, what was your more recent experience with Columns? Well, I played this game. Uh, I didn't beat it. I don't know that you can. It just keeps going, right? Like, I mean, that's probably like a level 100 or something. Oh, well, I I did not get near that. Uh, what level I, were you topping out at? I would usually get to the upper teens somewhere. Yeah, I think I got in the 20s, maybe once or twice. Yeah. I honestly, uh, I played uh, the Flash mode a little, probably a little bit more. Oh, yeah? I like that style. You know, I, I think I said in the in the Tetris episode, I, as a kid, I preferred mm. mode B. I just like having a goal to work towards. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Gives me a little more focus. So uh, I played it, I don't know, a bunch of times. All in like little chunks. I had it on, on my little uh, RGB, RG350 handheld thing. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So it's a nice one to just boot up and play a little bit, a couple, couple rounds. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I wow, I mean, I guess... Much like Clax, I just played it a little bit every day. Yeah. You know, 10, 15 minutes, see how far. You know, if I if I would get super, you know, like I said, to the upper teens to where it got hard and then I died and I was like, all right, I, I'm retiring for an hour or two before. Because, yeah. Because, yeah. Because, yeah. folks this is it the general chat portion of our show and i would just like to start by saying that this is a pretty gentle take on the falling block formula yeah i think gentle is a good <laughs> word it, i feel like it's pretty low stakes it's and, not and super high demanding. reward no it, it never feels like i'm like i'm not sweating it when i play this game yeah yeah and it's pretty forgiving with its large amount of like chain reactions like well, and especially because that, that magic jewel goes a long way to clearing up your board, you know? Yeah, just when you think it's all over, you get one magic jewel and you're 100% back in action. And I think that that one addition, that jewel, really sets this game apart from its uh, contemporaries and makes it not only its own game, but really, like, it gives you that one extra thing that, like, I don't know, that screen clearing, all those chain reactions going off, that's like a serotonin boost that oh sure you, yes. you really want in this kind of game oh yeah and this game you know since it's columns it's three vertical gems that you're just rotating the order of does kind of make it a little different you know you're not rotating them around each other it's not dr mario or tetris so it's it's right even though it's still pretty basic it does kind of have its own identity you know oh for sure now one thing i was thinking about is and i don't really know the history but is this the first match three game Ooh, i because like dr mario was like a match two right well but i guess you got three in a row to get it so i don't know yeah well yeah you only had the i i don't know i'm just throwing it out there hey maybe one of our listeners knows but it, it kind of uh made me definitely nostalgic for like some puzzle puzzle game action there is a puzzle game beyond dr mario that you and i both got very into for a while oh yes on the ds was that puzzle quest or puzzle quest yes so that's on a super addictive game. Yeah, I think you and I both played an insane amount of that game. Yeah, it was it was good stuff. And, you know, it's kind of interesting to see, like, how far things have gone from, like, this very simple formula. 
Yeah, it's true. It's true. But there is some charm in its simplicity. You know, it's especially after playing a bunch of clacks, which is a yeah a very weird and like I said, maybe someday I could I could just get to that point where I didn't it didn't mess with me or I it didn't require so much mental <laughs> effort to play it right. But here, this was easy. It was like Sunday yeah. morning, man. You know, like I I had very easy onboarding skills in place. <laughs> yeah, it's something you could just right jump right into and you just understand it very right off the bat i mean there's no you don't have to like okay i gotta get my mind in the right headspace for this game it's like oh okay i just yeah. line these up the hardest thing about this game is that menus <laughs> system for sure for sure now we haven't talked about the music at all uh, and i think that's just because it's you know there yeah i i like it pretty well um it's especially after clax's bizarro music that never changes yeah. but you get your like three different songs you can choose. Not they're not really catchy or anything, but no. they're like kind of relaxing. They are. They're they're more of a relaxing vibe. But I there's nothing that's gonna nothing got stuck in my head like in Doctor yeah. Mario or Tetris. Yeah, yeah. I like that they're named Clotho, Lathesis, and Atropos, which are those I uh, guess from that historical place. Oh uh, no, actually they're Greek, but they are okay. the, they're the names of the fates. Oh okay. Mm. I should know that from the insane amount of time I've been playing Hades over the past year. Oh, there you go. But yeah, like I said, I definitely played the flash mode a lot more just because I like having that goal. You know, it's like, okay, I'll set it at a high level. I've got three fourths of the field filled up and now I just got to get to that bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's fun because you just have to get to it. It's not like you have to eliminate everything. Right, right. Yeah. And you get to work on your strategies. I feel like a little bit more. Yeah, I... Again, I only played one player, but that that doubles mode was interesting. I thought that would be a fun kind of. Yeah, now that I know about that, I'm definitely going to have to figure try try to get that going here somewhere. And then there's the graphics themselves. You know, we haven't really touched on that. That's true. Yeah, Uh, they are bright. They're colorful. They look polished, but it's not really doing much. You just have that one Greek looking background, which I do enjoy, but a little more variety would be nice, but not required, I guess. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but it does. One thing, I guess back to the music a bit. One thing I do like about the music is that it is very clearly 1990 early Genesis music that's got some of that real FM twangy, you know. Twang, uh, <laughs> twangs and bongs, man. So it's, uh, I don't know if it's just uh, nostalgia or what, but hearing it really, I was like, yeah, that's, I like that. But even though it is kind of a. Uh, mild or gentle if you will music but i mean that's fine because you don't want it to be distracting at least or annoying yeah yeah i'm not looking to like rock out while i play columns you know yeah for sure Well, normally I'd be saying, this is it, folks, our level-by-level portion of the show, but each level of this game is just the same screen, but faster. Yes. (laughs) And that's it. There are no changes in backgrounds. No, no. Uh, There's just more and more of the never-ending stream of columns getting quicker and quicker. That's right. The only thing that will change is you. Indeed. So instead, we're going to roll right into our final segment, our review segment. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 
2.5. Same here. I, it is right down the middle. I mean, it is not offensive in any way, shape, or form. No, no. Uh, the graphics are serviceable. There's a nice sheen on all of the jewels. Yeah. They're easy to see, to uh, distinguish from each other. Yep. Matching has never been easier. But there is no fun backgrounds. There's no... Like, it'd yeah. be nice if, like we got some different Greek-inspired mosaic backgrounds. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Some different gods. Who knows what? But no, it's just that, that you know, plain old kind of workmanlike space. Indeed. And we talked about the music in length. Not bad. Relaxing. But nothing I'm going to be thinking about next week. Right, right. Following that is Play Control. I really didn't know what to do with this one. I just gave it a 2.5. Like, you can do everything you need. There's one button, literally. It's nothing, really. I mean, it doesn't ask much from you. It doesn't give you much to do. So I gave it like a 3.0. But it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of a hard category to use here because you can do everything the game needs you to do because it only asks you to do two things. Yes. Move a block and rotate a block. Yeah. Agreed. Following that is Challenge Factor. Well, another weird one because you have so many, many options to change it in several ways in the menu. And it's also scalable difficulty as you go. So I just gave it a 2.5. Yeah, I said, I mean, I didn't get to the end of the game, so it could be really hard. But that's really not the point of a lot of these puzzle games. Yeah, well, it's it's like Tetris, you know, it's it starts off easy, but it will get hard the longer you play. So eventually somewhere there would be some challenging stuff. And I put it the same way you did. There's so many ways to change like your gameplay and where you start and your difficulty. That's really just up to you. How hard yeah. do you want it to be? Indeed. And finally, we have theme and fun. I again, 2.5. <laughs> I went a little higher. I gave it a 3.0. I thought it's a fun puzzle game. It's just not very addictive. Yeah, I liked it. I had a good time with it. It was, you know. Same, but I was never like, ooh, I got to get back to columns. Right, right. There was not like a hook that was like, man, I'm going to just boot that up, play some columns right now. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just it's slightly different than other types of falling puzzle, you know, match games. And, it, you know, it does have its own kind of personality slightly. But it's just not that different, I guess, or crazy to draw me in. Pretty much. So finally, Nick, I ask, uh, as I always do, should you play this game? I mean, I it's not really that great, but it's certainly not bad. It's worth a shot if you just want an easy little puzzle game to waste a few minutes, I guess, or something. And I said, you know, if you like match threes or puzzle games, it's definitely worth checking out just to kind of see where they've come from and how they you know, originated in a way. Yeah. Maybe you'll find it simplicity charming and which I think it's, it's all right. It is all right. Don't nobody worry about it. Next week's game will be Metroid 2, The Return of Samus, for the Game Boy. So find a copy of this game any way you can and play along friends. And you know what? Don't be put off by what other people say. This game's not as hard as people remember. That's right. Are you one of those people? Do you think it is hard? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and uh, we'll try to learn our lesson. 
Indeed. You can also uh, get in touch with us at Cart Command on Twitter or Cartridge Command on the Facebooks, where we let you know when no shows drop and try to get back to you whenever you contact us. But of course, we do go out of our way to thank those fine, wonderful, awesome folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command, because it is their support that makes this show possible. Yes, they are generous, cool people, one and all. Indeed. And if you don't uh, give, consider doing so. Even a dollar helps us out. You know, we're just a couple of uh, guys that do this in our spare time. And the little bit of money we get helps us cover our hosting fees, our equipment costs, and any of that kind of incidental stuff we have to deal with. So to those that do and to those that are considering, thank you so very, very much. Yes, thank you. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on! game on which i think is it's all right it is all right don't nobody worry about it